Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. Hello, Craig. Hello, and welcome back to the paddock. You've heard us talk about Formula One Academy before, but now it's time for a season recap, along with some more information on the girls taking on Austin this coming weekend. On the episode today, we have myself, Amy, Megan, and Chelsea. Now, I'm going to kick things off by going over a rundown of how the teams stack up at this point in their season. So right now, in first place is MP Motorsport with 372 points. In P2 is Prema Racing with 349 points. P3 is ART Grand Prix with 275 points. Fourth place is Rod and Carlin with 244 points. And fifth place is Campos Racing with 226 points. Now, I know I like to see this a lot more than how the teams stand up, and that is how the drivers stack up with points this season. They have one circuit left to go, and that is Coda. So I know myself and the girls that are going to Coda are all really excited to get to see the F1 Academy races next weekend. So right now in P1, we have Marta Garcia with Prema Racing with 235 points. P2, we have Lena Bueller with ART Grand Prix with 187 points. P3 is Hamda Al-Kobisi with MP Motorsports with 179 points. P4 is Nuria Marti with Campos Racing with 157 points. P5 is Abby Pulling with Rod and Carlin with 143 points. P6 is Amna Alquabisi with MP Motorsports with 112 points. P7 is Bianca Bustamante with Prema Racing with 102 points. P8 is Emily DeHughes with MP Motorsport with 81 points. P9 is a PGP favorite, and that is Jessica Edgar with Rod and Carlin with 70 points. P10 is Lola Lavosi, apologies if I mispronounced her last name, with Compost Racing with 63 points. P11 is Kerry Schreiner with ART Grand Prix with 56 points. P12 is Chloe Grant with ART Grand Prix with 32 points. P13 is Megan Gilks with Rod and Carlin with 31 points. P14 is Chloe Chong with Prema Racing with 12 points. And in P15 is Mati Sassetis with Campos Racing with 6 points. And now that we're kind of wrapping up the 2023 season, they did release some news for 2024. So starting in 2024, we're going to start seeing the F1 Academy a part of F1 Weekends. So this is more in an effort of just bringing attention to the series because it is obviously very new and a lot of people still don't know too much about it because it hasn't been live for like viewing. And they're hoping putting it on F1 weekends will boost the efforts, which is what the series was created for, and get these women on the F1 track. So the way this is all going to work is 10 F1 teams will have one woman driver and their livery on one car competing in the female racer series. Now, like Amy mentioned, the F1 Academy has five teams and each has three cars and three drivers, making a total of 15 cars and 15 drivers. So from what I understand and was reading, only 10 of these drivers are going to be nominated by F1 teams. Although details haven't come out yet about who's been picked for each team, they did say that the remaining five drivers that aren't chosen, they're going to be supported by other partners, partners that also haven't been released yet. 
So we are waiting on more information on what's going to happen, but we can confirm that you are going to see F1 Academy at every F1 race, which I think is going to be awesome. Now, I do hope that both series competing and sharing that weekend will be able to see the F1 race academies all live. So that means everything. I don't want just the races. I want practice. I want qualities and I want Sundays. Just like we see in F2 and F3, I think it's only fair, especially because they're trying to bring more attention to the series. Like the F1 CEO Stefano was saying, in 2024, the F1 Academy will join our race calendar and this is to raise awareness and profile the series globally and to have the F1 li liveries on the grid will be something very special. Now, in some exciting news, on October 4th, 2023, F1 Academy announced that the final round of the 2023 inaugural season will be broadcasted live for the first time with 18 broadcasts covering over 100 territories. After six rounds of competitive racing, the inaugural F1 Academy champion will be crowned at the Circuit of the Americas in Austin, which is this coming weekend, October 20th through the 22nd, which is also where the Formula One Lenovo United States Grand Prix 2023 will be taking place. For the first time, 18 international broadcasters will provide live coverage across the weekend, marking a significant extension of F1 Academy coverage. Previously, F1 Academy was only available to watch via weekly highlight packages or videos on F1 Academy broadcasters, across F1 Academy, and F1 social media channels, and on F1 TV. Both qualifying sessions, plus all three races, will also be aired across all four platforms ahead of each race. The first live international broadcast signals another major milestone for the series, following the recent news that Chelsea kind of mentioned already, that the series will race alongside the F1 calendar in 2024, and the commitment from all 10 Formula 1 teams to nominate one driver and design the livery of one car competing in F1 Academy from next season. Susie Wolf, Managing Director of F1 Academy, said, I've always said, you have to see it to believe it, and there's nothing more powerful than racing globally alongside F1. I would like to thank our broadcast partners for their support and commitment to bring F1 Academy to existing audiences and a new generation of fans around the world. We hope to inspire young girls and women at home and show them the possibilities in our sport both on and off track. Ian Holmes, Director of Media Rights and Content Creation at Formula One, said this first live F1 Academy broadcast is a sign of the series' growing popularity and the huge appetite from fans to follow along. We are proud that together with the support of our trusted broadcast partners, we can provide F1 Academy with a fantastic platform to showcase incredible female racing talent to new audiences. Now, we are going to be posting a full list of the broadcasters where you can watch the F1 Academy races and qualifying throughout the weekend from pretty much every country around the world. But for now, I'm only going to list a couple and we are going to start off with Canada and you can watch on the channel TSN. For Mexico, you can watch on Fox Sports. For the UK and all the surrounding countries, you can watch on Sky UK. 
And for the U.S., including Guam, the Virgin Islands, and American Samoa, you can watch on ESPN. Now, if you've been listening to us for a while, you know we love a prediction. We love any excuse to pull out our crystal balls. At least I do, as I sit here with a whole host of crystals in front of my face. I, for one, am really excited to see where a lot of these girls move on to in the future. I really hope to see quite a few of them over to F3 or even F2. I know for me, I'm really excited to see where Abby Pulling lands, Bianca Bustamante, and Jess Edgar, just because I they're kind of the drivers that I tend to keep my eye on the most. But I will say I think my big one to watch is definitely Marta Garcia. I really, really hope that Prema Racing sees her consistency and figures out a way to get her a seat somewhere. I don't care if it's F3. I don't care if it's F2. They just, I want to see more of her. I think she's got so much fantastic potential. Yeah, I definitely feel like Marta has F3, F2 quality skills already from this season. And I definitely think one of the two sisters in the F1 Academy is going to be signed to an F1 team, no problem. Even Jessica. I really think anyone else that's in the top 10 right now, it's a good spot to be in, especially going into Coda. Because right now, I don't think they're going to announce any of those F1 F1 positions that we were talking about for 2024 until after this race. It just feels like it makes sense. They want to see where the top 10 ends up, you know? But... I will say I can't wait to see it in person because that's going to be awesome. Especially like we get to see the podium finish. We get to see the final race. We, you know, hopefully get to see them in person. I think it's safe to say it's going to be a great time. I also think it's safe to say Mata's probably going to end up winning the official first one F1 Academy season with the points that Amy mentioned in this one last race. I don't really see it changing. I would have to agree with Chelsea here. I believe Marta will be crowned champion at the end of this weekend just because she is far ahead in the points and with how points are scored and she's pretty dominant and has been throughout the whole season. I don't see anything changing, but as a girl who has been interested in motorsports ever since I was little. I am so excited that I will finally be able to watch like an all girls race live this weekend at Coda. Although I will not be there and I'm very disappointed, I'm still so stoked that I get to watch it from home and just see it because it's like this is actually finally happening. It's real. Like, I get to see a full grid of girls that are my age and younger. And it's really weird to kind of look up to girls that are my age and younger than me. But at the same time, I do. Because they're like girl bosses. Like, they're putting themselves out there. And they're leading the way for women in motorsport right now. Especially in F1 and F2, F3, all that. But I cannot wait to see the races in the future as well especially since i know in the future i will see it live i know i will 
it's going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. I'm speaking it into existence. But also, just watching it next year since all the races are going to be broadcasted. But back to Marta. My big question for her is somewhat something we've already talked about, but where will she end up in 2024? I agree with Amy and Chels that she is definitely able to move up to F3 or F2, but will there be a seat for her? Or will she stay with Prema and F1 Academy? Or will she race under Mercedes next year for F1 Academy? Who knows? I think it's going to be exciting now with the introduction of the F1 teams into next season. Because some of these girls are a part of these teams' drivers' academies. So I wonder if they're going to pick them automatically. I mean, I would assume they would. Or will they pick someone else? I don't know. I I think it'll make everything interesting. And it, it'll keep things... I don't know. Interesting. I'm saying interesting a lot, but I don't have any other word for it. But it also just makes me more excited to have more girls on the grid and to have F1 teams involved and make kind of the, what's the word I'm looking for? The flow into F1, transition into F1, and like the different series easier and more attainable for these girls. I, for one, am really interested to see who makes it to the grid next year if we've got anybody new i don't know maybe our maybe sophie flourish would come over from f3 do a little bit of time with f1 academy and maybe that'll help her get into f2 i don't know if we see anybody making any interesting pivots i am really excited to see if we get any new names that we haven't really heard of yet I know I'm one of the few girls on PGP who likes rally and endurance racing. And I have this weird thought of maybe we'll see Leah Block potentially consider F1 Academy in the future. I know right now she is still staying in rally, but I would really love to see her make that transition if it's something that she would want to do. I think she would just be a good talent on the grid, and I think she's super inspirational. But I'm just really excited to see who comes on, if we've got any new kind of unknowns that maybe a lot of us don't know about yet. Speaking of female drivers and other types of racing, would we see Jamie Chadwick coming back to F1 from Indy? Or do we think she would stay in Indy NXT and continue through the IndyCar pathway. I don't know. I know she's done, like, the W series and all, but what do we think? So I know with F1 Academy, you have to be 25 years old or younger. And I know Jamie is currently 25. I think she's, like, a 98 baby, if I remember correctly. And I just don't – I think she's going to age out of the, the, the system, for lack of better – phrasing but she's going to age out of the program so i think she's more than likely going to stick with indy nxt because there isn't really an opportunity for her in f1 academy but 
I'm really interested to see who those five new sponsors are going to be. Are we going to see Oracle try to get in because it's Oracle and I feel like they want to put their hands on everything? I also wonder if we're going to get any more like fashion related sponsors. I know in some other racing series, Victoria's Secret sponsored a team in the past. I'd be interested to see if we got some sponsors that specifically catered to women with their product. I think it would just make sense, but I don't necessarily know if from a business perspective, those brands would see the opportunity. I think it would be fantastic from a marketing perspective. So then do we think the girls that drive for the F1 teams per se, will they drive with the same sponsors and brands as the F1 teams? Or will it be different? Because it's not like, you know what I'm trying to say? Because technically they are driving that livery, but will it, I don't know. It's all a little confusing. I think it's going to be dependent. I think the answer is no. Like, I don't think it would be automatically the same. I think some teams are going to be like, yes, you can put us on the F1 Academy livery because I'm sure like maybe Google Chrome, they have the money to maybe decide, okay, we can cover both. But they probably have smaller sponsors that are like, no, just keep us on F1. We don't want to support or give more funding for F1 Academy because I'm sure they would make some more money off of that too. Whoever's getting the sponsorship money. I have to agree with you, Chelsea. I think it's going to be a select few F1 team sponsors who move over to F1 Academy. I definitely don't think it will be every single sponsor that the regular F1 teams have. But I know for me, I would really love to see brands that did cater more towards women as sponsors for F1 Academy teams. I think it's just a good marketing decision. It goes hand in hand of kind of the whole women supporting women vibe that they do go for. Um, will that happen? I am not going to hold my breath, but I will manifest the hell out of it. That's for sure. Yeah, I think I'm still trying to figure out like what it means to be in partnership with F1 in like what they're doing. Because I get that they're going to be sharing the weekend, but then my other question with them sharing the weekend is, how is that going to work with like also the Porsche Cup going on? And like sometimes there's other events going on during the F1 weekend. So like scheduling wise, if we need two races, a quality and a race day, I don't know. It seems a little bit because honestly, okay, so Miami was only two races. We only had F1 and we only had Porsche. And to me, even that seemed pretty like close together with how they were doing the timings because they had the parade walk and the driver's um, rotation thingy and like. So I don't know. I am wondering how they're going to rework the schedule. I'm sure they're also still figuring it out. But I think next year, F2 and F3 are going to share the same calendar. I don't think F2 and F3 are going to be attending F1 in 2024. So maybe that will save time. It's interesting how they're going to Tetris that. I think the true test for in terms of like giving them a test for how the scheduling is going to work is actually going to be CODA. This coming weekend, because just looking at the the schedule for Coda of like, when do the gates open? 
F1 Academy is practiced on Friday the 20th. Is it like 8 in the morning? <laughs> it's an 8.15 start. And I'm, I think, I mean, just looking at the code of schedule, it is jam-packed. Like, every single, there is something going on at all times. And I think it's really going to be a good test for both F1 and F1 Academy to figure out, okay, how do we actually make this work? But I have this gut feeling that F1 Academy is just kind of always going to get stuck with the earliest slot available for races and or practices. Or it's either going to be really, really early in the morning or much later in the day, as late as they possibly could go without necessarily making it a night race. Because at least currently, F1 Academy has not done a single night race, to my knowledge. I would love for them to maybe give the girls the opportunity to even just do a evening practice and kind of give them that exposure. Because I know from hearing the F1 drivers, there is a really big difference between a day race and a night race. And even just an evening practice would probably just be good experience and exposure for them. But I think there's definitely going to be some logistical headaches as a girl who used to do event planning. I would not want to coordinate that schedule. I would probably rip my hair out. And also just giving them exposure to what racing with an audience or a crowd is like. Because I don't think they've raced yet with people watching them since they haven't, to my knowledge, sold tickets except for maybe one event. But I don't think that was even like a race or anything. It was just some of the drivers were at this thing. but. It's a completely different thing when there's an audience and you have this other pressure on top of the pressure you're already going through with your team and all that, but you have pressure from the fans. And I just I just think it's on it's it's I don't know. Like Amy said, it's this whole big logistical nightmare that they really need to figure out because F1 Academy does deserve a little bit of light. And they do deserve to be shown and have an audience because it's the only way you're going to get girls involved in the sport is if you start including it more and you start broadcasting it more. Because there's people out there who have no idea what it is still to this day because you can't watch it anywhere. So I'm just excited for them to have an audience because it's a whole nother feeling. I know I am personally ready to scream my head off for these girls when it is their races, because in my personal opinion, they deserve all of the hype and then some, because it's girls being badasses. It's just, you need to applaud it every chance you see it. That's just my personal philosophy, but I'm really excited to watch it. I'm also really interested to see how many people, when we're at CODA, for those who are joining me at CODA, how many fans actually stick around for their races or even just are in their seats to watch? Some people might be just busy walking around and just kind of having fun. But I know on Sunday, it's looking like their third race is at 940 in the morning on Sunday. So... I, for one, know that I will try my best to be in my seat prior to that so that I can watch the race, but it's a 9.40 to 10.15 
race is what it's slotted for on the schedule right now. I am really interested just to see how many butts are actually in the seats for their race. Cause I think that's going to be really telling for the potential exposure for them moving forward. Yes. I am honestly so excited to see them in person, but I'm also just excited to see like the growth that they've been doing since they started the program, because the program's only been here for not even a whole season. I mean, we're about to see the end of it. And they've already gone ahead and created their own Future Academy program, which I thought was awesome. And it's called Champions of the Future Academy program, which Meg was actually looking into it. Yeah, so the goal of this whole Champions of the Future program was to increase female participation, but also inclusion in karting competitions by making it easier for people to enter. But this series still is a it's a mixed gender series, so it's not just a female series or just a male series. There will be both genders and there will be three different categories. There will be a minis category, which is ages eight to eleven, a juniors, which is ages eleven to fourteen, and seniors ages fourteen to seventeen. And a cool thing about this whole series is that they are implementing different measures to kind of control different costs. So there will be reduced entry fees for these races. And there will also be different kind of systems like lottery systems for engines and chassis to decrease the financial burden and make it easier and more attainable for people to join and compete. And another cool thing is, as part of the collaboration with the F1 Academy, the F1 Academy will support three female drivers in each category to drive and participate in an F1 Academy-sponsored cart and race suit, which I think is pretty cool, because as a little girl, to be sponsored, that's pretty sick. Because you'll get your own, like I said, race suit, a branded cart, and you will receive financial support with the entry fees. And also, the three best female drivers in the seniors category are going to be invited to an F1 Academy test, which is pretty freaking cool. I keep, I, I keep repeating words tonight. I don't know what it is, but I like the word cool. It's pretty freaking cool. You hold your ground, sweetheart. It's cool. We love you, little sis. <laughs> Honestly, though, it is pretty cool. So I agree. And I think it's pretty cool that they just they're creating more pipelines, which is, in a sense, very interesting to see because we've always seen the pipelines for boys. You know, they are so almost direct, you know, cart, do this thing, do F3, do F2, do F1, you're in. I'm not saying it's easy at all. I'm just saying it's been very male dominated. With females, it's nice that we're getting to see, one, a safe space for them. Like, this is their space. It's all female. It is being run by a lead female with Susie Wolf. And it's being created with them in mind. And I like that now with the junior karting series, they're going to create another pipeline to kind of help those little girls that, you know, because the program, if I'm not wrong, you have to be a teenager to get into. So for a lot of girls already, that's too late. Like, you these people start when they're toddlers. I mean, look at like Carlos and Lewis, Max, 
So if you don't do that for the girls, that's it. They're already a step behind. So seeing them be able to start doing that with the little girls and creating this program focus for them and doing it for the little boys too and getting them used to racing with women, which how many times have we heard a racer say, I've never raced with a girl. You want them to see them, to start them off as little, to see that as normal. So they're not surprised when there's a woman on the track with them when they're 18 or 20 or 40. I have to agree with you, Chels. So if people forgot when we did our original F1 Academy video or F1 Academy episode, all of the drivers have to be ages 25 years or younger or 16 years old. That's the youngest they'll go is 16. So the fact that most of the F1 drivers that we all know and love started karting at ages, what, three, four, sometimes even younger, like it's like, okay, the opportunities are not the same. Whereas in a lot of other sports, if there is a female equivalent, like I'm a girl who grew up watching hockey, there has always been relatively equal starting points for girls to get into hockey as there is boys. It's just, you need skates, you need a stick, you need your gear, but it's a lot more common and there's a lot more kind of level playing field. There hasn't been that with girls in karting and I'm really happy that it's finally getting the exposure that they need. I also think that Susie Wolf is the perfect person to head all of this up because she is a female racer herself, but she's also a mom. So I feel like the fact that she is a mother allows her to also kind of channel that mama bear energy to just really rally behind all of the girls. I really don't think I could think of anybody else to fill her role. Or to do it in her, like, to have been the original person to be in her role. I, I just genuinely think that she is spot on the perfect person to head this charge and to be an advocate for women. What I also like is the junior series doesn't mean they have to go into F1. So maybe now we'll see more girls in NASCAR and Indy and like Le Mans. In really every series where you only see almost one woman at this point, if that. So I just like the idea that we're going to start taking over a little bit. Like we're not going to take over. That's not the goal. The goal is to just get in there. And I'm happy that we're getting there. And I also hope with this that this will also increase the diversity in motorsport. Just because you typically just see a white man driving a car. and that's not representative of everyone and it like it's hard to kind of look up to someone that that doesn't look like you so hopefully this is just a starting point for motorsport as a whole and it can just be more inclusive and more diverse going forward and also hopefully this can start more karting in the US because i know checo has talked about previously in Mexico and North America in general, it's hard to get into karting and motorsport. There's like no opportunities. So hopefully they can start some of this stuff over here and we can get some more American drivers involved because I feel like there are a lot of Americans out there who would love to get involved, but just can't because they can't afford to travel to Europe for months on end and live in Europe and, I don't know. It's just very expensive. I think if I'm going to 
make one prediction or speak something into existence. I would love to see some of the F1 Academy girls um, be a part of, for people who are like me and like endurance racing and like following WEC and all of that kind of stuff, Iron Dames. I would lose my mind to see some of these F1 Academy girls get the opportunity to be part of Iron Dames in the future, which is a all-women team. And if you don't know about them, I highly recommend you just kind of like go down the internet rabbit hole because they're really cool. They're a fantastic kind of similar arm to F1 Academy where it is just trying to get women in the front door for motorsport. And I love that we're a all-girl podcast and we're finally getting to see women in the sport that we love. It's just a really nice moment to get to experience. And now into everybody's favorite part of the episode, the pre-outro. And for this episode's pre-outro, we have a little motorsport fun fact of the day, and that would be Marta Garcia giving Max Verstappen his pole position award for the Netherlands GP, or Xander Voigt. And I thought it was so cool seeing her give him that award. When I saw her, I was like, wait a second, I know her. And it was just it was just so cool seeing her do that and just be there. It it made it made made my day. Honestly, I love seeing cute Max moments. Not a Red Bull girl, not a Max girl, but I love to see it. And I also love to see F1 Academy, which I'm just gonna plug one more time because it's the end of the show, everyone. And I am so excited to see all of you guys in Coda. If you're going, let us know. Hit us up on our socials. We are the Paddock Girls Podcast on everywhere, except on Twitter. There we are, Paddock Girls Pod. We'll see you at Coda. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig.